turn it off. Stop it. 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 All right, guys, so today's topic is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, 1982s. I keep looking up here because my camera used to be up there, but it's right here. So I'm going to, if you see me looking up, it's bad habit. Uh, 1982s Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which started the attempt at creating an anthology series for the Halloween films. And it was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who was actually supposed to do Halloween 2, read the script, and was like, I'm fucking out of here. And then that was handed down to Rick Rosenthal. So, with Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, it's a film that I I personally never really had a lot of appreciation for for many, many years. It wasn't until I was about 17 years old, uh, living here where we're in our town, and that's when Circuit City was still out. And I remember I had to complete my... I had my VHS collection completed of the Halloween films, but I needed to complete my collection of DVDs. Not even Blu-ray, DVD. Uh, so I went to Circuit City... Uh, which is no longer a thing, and I was able to uh, pick up Halloween 3 on DVD and just to uh, complete my collection. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it another shot. So I opened it, watched it, and I was like, what have I been missing all of these years? Why did I hate this movie so much? So I noticed it's become a movie that's been getting a lot of more uh, love all these years. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about the film. We never really discussed how you feel about it. Me, personally, I really enjoy the film. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, since Joe, you started off last episode. Chad, take the reins of this episode. How do you feel about the film? I like it. Um, at first, when I was like ten or whatever, when I first saw it, you know, they had, AMC had the uh, you know, thirty-one days of Halloween or thirty-two or thirty-one days of Halloween, and they'd have the the marathons playing. So after mm-hmm. school, they'd always have you know horror movies playing, and one day they'd have all the Halloween movies playing. Well, that movie came on. I'm like, okay, we just watched Halloween two. They're playing Halloween three. Okay. You know, let's do it. And I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, watching, doing my homework, doing whatever else I was doing as a kid and watching. I'm like, where the fuck is Michael Myers at? Like, I had no idea what was going on. What's happening? So for the longest time, I gave it a bad rap because it didn't have Michael Myers. But then when I, like you said, we'll go back and watch it. Because it's in um, it's in that that DVD two pack with Halloween two, you know, with the green cover um, of Michael's of the mask, and um, you know, it was five bucks, you know, the Halloween special at Walmart. So I picked it up and I watched it again. It's actually a really good movie. I mean, if they just called it Season of the Witch, it probably would be, and it's probably maybe its own franchise. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I watched it again the other night. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a great... Tom Tom Atkins, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, he's, a, he's kind of a weird character. <laughs> you know, he's like this doctor, but he doesn't... It, he just... You get the notion that he just doesn't really care about a whole lot of things. Not even his own kids, really. Um, and then, like, this... this Um, it seems like he he's willing to go to this place with this random chick that he just met you know 
instead of taking his kids, you know, hanging out with them and stuff. So he kind of already seems like not the best kind of dude, but he's still a doctor. So, but yeah, I, I thought he was great. In it. And to see him, you know, running around town while they're chasing him, they're driving, you know, back and forth and shit. And he's like duck, ducking and dodging in the, in the bushes. And that was fucking great. I love Tom <laughs> Was he uh, Night of the Creeps or something too? Which is a classic group. I think it was that one. One of them. The fog. But uh, yeah, and he was in like Lethal Weapon and shit. He's great. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love the movie. I think it's great. And like I said, if even if you take away the Halloween part, just put Season of the Witch. It's it's a great standalone. It's great. I mean, it's creepy as fuck. You know the stone the Stonehenge, how that plays a part in it. Mm. You know how. Snakes and bugs come out of you know the skulls of children. Do that <laughs> fucking mask, and it's it's a it's a trip. But yeah, I, I I have a new respect for it, more so than ten year old Chad. So yeah, nice. it's, it's, a, it's a great one. Yeah, definitely it's, it's worth, definitely worth watching. Definitely, yeah, it's it's getting a cult following. It's it's it's. I think I mentioned this. In, uh, Last week about the Nightmare on Elm Street phrase revenge, how that's starting to get more love nowadays, more appreciation, and how um, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch was kind of like that same thing where it was hated for so many years, panned. That's why there was the part four was Michael, the return of Michael Myers. And um, nowadays, a lot of people really have some appreciation for it. Some people can't take out the fact that Michael Myers isn't in it, but um, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, younger you want to see him because that's all you really know the Halloween films for. But mm. you know, older definitely. It's it, it's it, it's entertaining through and through. And it's just you know, it's got a great sci-fi <coughs> sci-fi horror story. So Absolutely. It's, yeah. So Joe, your thoughts. So for so my, my thoughts, actually, actually Chad touched on a lot of things that I would say are the reasons I like the film. And his introduction to it is actually the same, too. So I happened to catch it when it was on AMC's Halloween marathons that they would have. Um, but my first introduction to it, I actually didn't like it because of the fact that Michael Myers wasn't in it. So I didn't even give it a chance. Once I actually knew that Michael was not in the film, I completely just dismissed it. And I actually left it that way for many years. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I would find out, you know, hearing from Chad and then other people that, you know, just just give it just give it a chance. Take take out the fact that, you know, you know, Michael's not in it. All right, fine. Just give the film a chance. So I went back and actually watched it. And I wish I would have actually given it a chance years ago because it probably would have grew on me even quicker. I really like the film. You know, uh, thinking of it as just like Chad said, a standalone that maybe could have grew into something bigger. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in it. It's different. You know, I get, you know, they wanted to take it into uh, an anthology series. That's that's definitely clear. Um, but it's just, it's a completely different tone from Halloween. It goes from, you know, Halloween had the, the subtle slasher stuff. And in this one, they go for some of the grotesque, the snakes and the, the, the bugs and everything. And kids being sacrificed, uh you know, Chad had mentioned too, Stonehenge plays a role. So they're they're gaining this ancient energy from Stonehenge and they're putting it into the microchips inside the masks. And that's where the energy is coming from. And the whole idea of it is they're trying, uh, Coachman's trying to resurrect basically this ancient age of witchcraft. And it's just completely out there, but 
I mean, it makes for a really fun film. And so I really wish now looking back on it that it would have had some success because I would have loved to see where they would have gone with it in terms of anthology and anything else they could have put into that whole little universe there. But it's a very it's a fun film. You know, uh, like I said, it plays off a very different tone from Halloween, which I think works in its favor. Um, more grotesque. Uh, <laughs> I believe, actually, there is, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, but I think there is a scene when, uh, there is a scene that actually shows Halloween on, like, a television screen. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah, I, so, so, yeah, so that's a nice, they have the nice little <laughs> nod to Halloween in there. So, yeah, I would say this is one of those films that I definitely did enjoy. Got a good cast of characters, and my favorite scene is, of course, the scene where the kid and I believe the the name of the family is like the the comforts or something like that, but they get put into that that that, that testing room, yeah. and they're just sitting there and the the boy puts on his mask and then they play the Shamrock commercial and, you know it goes to the little dingle, and then all of a sudden his mask just starts looks like it's starting to boil, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it's just and then he just falls over and then the snake comes out of his mouth and then you know the I think the dad gets bit by a snake. The mom passes. It's just, it's great. It's great fun. So definitely a thumbs up for me. To touch on what you said, though, about the little, like, uh, playing Halloween on a commercial when he's in the bar. Um, the actress, I think, who played Annie Brackett in the first film played his ex-wife in this film. Yes. And then also uh, Jamie Lee Curtis did the voiceover for the curfew voice. That's her. Mm. Correct. For the, oh, wow. Count's curfew uh, 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 announcement or whatever. She does that. That's and John Carpenter produced this film, right? Yes. Yeah, I think he... he what, what, I believe him and Deborah wrote the film also. Okay. And they had, had Tommy Lee Wallace. What directed. the fuck? Get off my shit. <laughs> um, talk to Quentin. Ask guys all of your... He wants all of our opinion. What would you want a remake? Would you want a remake of Season of the Witch? And if so, what studio would you want? I choose Blumhouse. And then Peter says, I, I'd want a sequel. I think I'd want a sequel too. I don't think I'd want a remake. Um, I think a sequel would be interesting. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I would agree. I don't. I don't know how you would go about remaking that i i think uh, a sequel expand on it because i think there's already a lot there in that film again uh you know you're talking about drawing energy from stonehenge and stuff like that this ancient evil witchcraft all that stuff uh let's let's expand on that you know i think uh, a sequel would be uh really nice for that type of film yeah it'd be interesting to see where they take it for sure sorry i'm, I'm fidgeting with the um the obs i'm just trying fix some of the 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 over whatever they're called things um yeah no you i don't think it's a movie you can remake i i think i would prefer a sequel that takes place the moment it opens up to the moment where uh tom uh atkins character uh dr chalice is on the phone he's like stop it and then maybe they, they, all the networks turn it off and the kids live 
Or you can play it like the networks didn't turn it off, and thousands upon thousands of children just die, and throughout the streets of just carnage of all these kids, and their, their, their masks are morphing, and all these kids die, and then you can then... 30 years later or something like that. And then it kind of goes into a deeper story about Colonel Cochran and Santa Mira and things like that. And then you kind of play off of that. They, you know, maybe Colonel Cochran died or maybe he didn't die. And he's like maybe reincarnated into a new body, some crazy ass stuff. And then, cause you know, the actor is obviously, I would assume he's at this point deceased, you know, he's passed away. I mean, he, he looked fairly old back then. And uh, that was 1982. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, or I don't think you could remake that properly. I wouldn't want one at least. No, no, no. man. No. Think about how grim that would be as a sequel. It's almost in the same vein of uh, Endgame from mm. Avengers. Thinking about if you know if they do go and you know the whole all the children were killed by uh, you know the Shamrock and dealing with the aftermath of that. That's a pretty grim story to open up to. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Definitely love to see that. That would be uh, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, okay. Toxic has some uh, interesting comments for you, James. He's like, James Grimm, low-key, between me and you, I got blood in my stool. Should I get that checked out? I think he's just on. He loves Halloween. So uh, thanks, Quentin. Uh, I got to say, about a year ago, I did a live stream. And you said the same thing then. So if this is a year in, bro, like you probably you're probably done for, man. Dedication. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Uh, you're done. Uh, man, have you guys seen the video Sean Clark just put out? Tommy Wallace remaking the original Shape Mask. Yes. It gave me goosebumps. I did see it. I saw the thumbnail for it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's pretty did you cool. Guys catch that? I have not seen it. When you get the chance, can you share that with me? Yeah, I have not I'll, seen it. I'll send it to you. I got to watch it myself. Um, did you see that, Jimmy? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty much Sean Clark and him, they get a uh, a Kirk mask, and, and it goes through the steps on how um, Tommy Lee Wallace did the Kirk mask in 1978. Uh, at one point, he's like, oh, you know, back in the day, you know, pulling these sideburns off was a lot easy, easier, you know? And uh, he talks about how he used appliance white from Ace Hardware or something. Even though for years he said he's used fish belly white and even changed his story sometimes to bass belly white. and uh, I, I feel like he always has a different story. Right. <laughs> That's great. I like Tommy Lee Wallace, though. He did a good job with that movie. He really did. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> he did something else later on, though. What else did he do? He did It, TV series. Oh, that's right. He did it. Okay, that's what else he did. But yeah, going back to Halloween 3, you know, that was one of the re- You guys touched up on why Halloween 3 was kind of panned and not liked and why people were just like, I'm not watching this. or Because they've heard people say, hey, Michael Myers isn't in this movie outside of him being on a television or on a TV in a bar. And uh, when Dr. Chalice is uh, locked up, uh, you see him watching Halloween on uh, on a TV screen. Um and a lot of people didn't like that, and my, myself included, up until, like I said, about age age, uh, age 17. Um, if you, Even today, I just the other day was on a, like a Halloween Facebook uh, group, and people were like, you know, fuck Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, it's it's this and that, it doesn't have Michael Myers, it, it, it did the character wrong, and I'm just like, how so? They need to watch it again. Just watch it again, yeah. 
you know that 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 begs the question so i wonder how the film was marketed at that time now did they market it to where people understood that michael wasn't in it i'm assuming that they didn't and maybe that's what happened is they left the uh, left it open to where it's obviously it's already deceiving to some you know it's halloween 3 it's numbered 3 in halloween and you've seen halloween 1 and 2 which are about michael myers so instantly if without looking into it someone's going to think halloween 3 okay michael even though it says season of the witch they think well maybe there's some sort of witch thing going on that involves michael there's no indication there that he's not in it so maybe the marketing had failed there and they didn't properly convey to uh, everybody that michael wasn't going to be in i'm just you know i'm curious about that yeah i don't know um i don't know i wish i would have been around to see that um for a lot of those old 80s horror movies but i didn't show up until 89 but um yeah i don't know i i think i think they wanted to make it uh, pretty obvious and clear that michael myers was dead at the end of two and that this was what uh carpenter wanted to take the series and make it an anthology series so i think i i want to say they did it that way but i'm not like i don't i don't know for sure so, um, it, it's hard to say because there's a a teaser from back in the day, and um, it, it, it opens up with the witch the witch mask eyes opening up. You know, it's not like Michael Myers' eyes opening up with the Shatner mask on or anything. It was very clear that it. it I mean, I I don't know if it was very clear, but it it was clear enough where it's like, okay, we're not really label slapping Michael Myers all over this thing. But we're not saying he's he isn't it. So they're not they're, they weren't they were trying to. It seemed like I, we're all born in '89 here, so we don't really know. But from what I've seen, it seems like they were trying to not say Michael Myers while trying. You know, I hope I'm making sense right now. Uh, they yeah. were not trying to market it as a Michael Myers film, but they weren't saying, "Hey, he's not in it," because technically he is. Well, know. Joel, uh, what's up, Joel? Felon, uh, Joe Phelan, Joe Phelan. Um, he he commented. From my experience, neither me or my friends in middle school at the time had any idea there would be no Michael. We weren't happy. Mm. So so maybe they weren't. Thank you, Joel, uh, for that comment. Um, yeah. So again, yeah, it sounds like it was a marketing issue. They uh, maybe they, the way yeah. they had portrayed the film led people to believe that it, it was still a film about Michael Myers. And so that put everybody's expectations here and up here. And when they went to see the film, as soon as they knew Michael wasn't in it, discredit the rest of the film, it drops down, which, which is a shame because I mean, again, if you actually, you, you know, you go back and watch it and give it a chance. It's, it's a, it's a decent film. So, also, yeah, it, it yeah, so it was it was done on a budget of uh well determined it depends on your definition of bombing. So the budget for this film was only 2.5 million. Um at the box office it did 14.4 million. And that's not a bomb back then. That's it's pretty still good. making 12 million dollars. But that was again when 12 million dollars was 12 million dollars. Right. Like I mean, you know, nowadays that wouldn't mean shit 
unfortunately. <laughs> it, I mean, it really wouldn't mean anything unless you were in like an independent uh, film studio. Then maybe, but <laughs> you can maybe you know pay the few employees you have. But I mean, yeah, that's not that's not a whole lot by today's standards. Let's see. Let's well, let's measure it up between comparing it to the first two films, Halloween one and two. So let's take a look and see how those two films did, and give it give us kind of a, a better indication here of um, what we're looking at. So let's take a look. Hey, Toxic, thank you very much um, for that. Braden is going to be on the show, um, I think, Saturday? this Saturday or Sunday. Um, Saturday. One of those times. And we're, we're going to be discussing Halloween H2O and uh, um, his Halloween H2O fan film follow-up, The Haddonfield Nightmare. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate the support. If you guys excuse me, I'm going to use the restroom real quick, so I'll be back in a moment. But yes, uh, find that information, uh, Joseph, and I'll be back in just a moment. All right. Okay, so looking at the budget for the first Halloween film, it was shot between on a budget between 300,000 and 325,000 and it made a return in the box office between 60 to 70 million. So that is dramatically different already from Halloween 3. Oh, so now so let's then, yeah. yeah, so then let's take a look now at uh, Halloween 2 and we'll see how the uh, the sequel did. I'm assuming right. it ate a lot more than number one. Actually, no, it did less. So really? Halloween 2, yeah, Halloween 2 was shot on a, looks like the same budget as Halloween 3, 2.5 million. But its return at the box office was 25.5 million. So they went from, you know, about 60 million for the first film, then it dropped to 25.5, and then it dropped for the third film to 14. So that, oh. that's it. Just went straight down. Huh. Wow. That's quite a that's quite a decrease. So aside from the fan, uh, you know, critical nature of the fact that Michael wasn't in it, it obviously did not do well in the box office. So they definitely rethought based on those factors alone what they needed to do for Halloween Four, which was bring back Michael. But what kept them from going to the second one, though? That that's kind of strange you would think that would have brought more people than the first movie since the first one was such a hit you'd think that second one would be you know well as we discussed before um halloween 2 does get mixed reviews as opposed to the first film and um i think we had touched on the fact that i think carpenter didn't really want to do halloween 2 from yeah. my understanding maybe that was you know kind of uh leaked out to everybody that this really wasn't what carpenter was looking for um obviously they did it anyways um and maybe you know fans took that to heart too yeah yeah it's it's just weird that already they saw a decline i think four brought him back though i think four was so, i don't know but yeah that's 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 pretty odd welcome back jimmy what is going on guys so we took a look into the numbers. So Halloween 1 did the best between the three films, of course. Um, it was shot on a really low budget between 300000 like 325000 and made a return of about almost $60 million. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 was shot on a, a, a bigger budget of two point five, 
um, but its return was actually less than that. It was well less than the first film. It was twenty five point five million, and mm. then as we had mentioned with Halloween three, Halloween three was shot in about the same budget, two point five, and only returned fourteen million. So it went again mm. from the top here, and it just went down. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, really. But me personally, dude, like a lot of people love Halloween two, and I'm just not a Halloween two guy. Like I'm just not. Like I can watch it all the time and, and, and you know, appreciate it, but I'm not a fan, like a huge fan of it. Like I like Halloween four more. Um, so I feel like maybe a lot of people at the time were like. This doesn't feel like the original. It's, just, it's, it's missing something. So by the time Part 3 came out, they didn't market it well enough to let you know if Michael Myers is there or not. And and on top of Halloween 2 being kind of uh, not panned, but it wasn't received in, incredibly well. By that time, I think people were kind of over it. And at this by that, by that time, uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 had come out. Was coming out. Um, and then... Um, 1982, yeah, 1982 was Friday the 13th Part 3 at that point. So, uh, I feel like it started to, it's hard to say, man, because the first one's such a, a, a classic, it's a masterpiece, and then you can tell it started to decline. Even as much as I like Part 2, that I, you know, I don't love it, I don't, I don't hate it. And then there's Part 3, and I really like that. It still declines. Uh-huh. And that's yeah, probably no question. Why. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think I was, uh, li- yeah, go ahead. Uh, Joel says I was at a screening. He was at a screening of H2 in uh, 1981. <laughs> uh, the lines to get into the theater were wrapped around the building. Shit. Yeah, wow. Excuse me. So if you don't mind, uh, where are you located? If you don't mind answering that, uh, Joel. Hmm. Like uh, you mean like a high, high? Uh, oh, Austin, Texas. Yeah, I feel like that would be like a, a highly populated, more area, uh, a bigger well, place. That, you know, like Texas. Is Austin. that where what is that where he was in 1981? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> were you were you in Austin, Texas oh, yeah. in 1981? Okay. So I, that that kind of makes sense, you know, places like New York, L.A., uh, Austin, Texas, um, St. Louis, places like that. Oh, wow. I feel he like was. what he was he was in Austin, Texas back in 1981. I I would feel like those locations would have more of, of a following or you know a bigger population of people gathering at the theater. Now I don't know what the experience in 1982 was in comparison to what it's like today. Well, let's not mention today because you know. COVID-19, but you get what I'm saying. The modernized. Right. right. Yeah. So, here's a question, and this is for the audience. So, if you guys could go back in time, revisit Halloween 3, would you guys decide to, based off of obviously what we know now, would you try to make Halloween 3 another Michael film or would you try to push for a continuation and try to continue the anthology, even though you know that Halloween 3 
is not going to be successful, would you guys still try to push the anthology timeline that was originally set out from Carpenter? Or would you guys try to make Halloween 3, basically Halloween 3 starring Michael? I have a question about your question. So, Go for it. Yeah, so when you say... So, so, Halloween, so would a Halloween 4 be a continuation of Season of the Witch? Or would Halloween 4 be a brand new story in a new anthology? It would be a brand new story in a new anthology. That's a great question, oh. dude. Or, or question. Keith and Michael? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so you have a choice. Knowing what we know now, would you have Halloween 3 be another sequel, basically a sequel to Halloween 2? It would be, again, starring Michael. Or would you keep it as is and then have Halloween 4 be the next step in the anthology series as originally planned? And this is a question for them, not us, right? This is for the audience. So for everybody out there, we're asking you guys, what would you guys do? Yeah, what would you guys do? We're curious about that. We want to do more interactive stuff with you guys. Um, Joel actually said uh, in 1981, Austin was a podunk town, nothing like it is now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then Toxic, uh, hey, Jimmy, can we get a generation horror of Terrifier? I've I actually never haven't seen, seen that yet. So. I've never seen it. Yeah. And then uh, Toxic said, I would make Halloween 3 a, a Myers film and end the Myers films there. And then make Season of the Witch an, its own horror series. Very gory. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Excuse me. Yeah, because like I, I, I said earlier... If it didn't have Halloween, it could be its own franchise. I think they could have taken it to a lot of uh, a lot of cool places if they uh, if they kept it its own. You know, if they decided to do its own franchise. Exactly. You know, this is the thing: is they didn't have to. Dude, back then, they didn't have to label slap Halloween on the title for it to be successful. All they had to do was say John Carpenter presents. It doesn't say it's John Carpenter's film. It's obviously Tommy Lee Wallace's film, but John Carpenter presents. A Tommy Lee Wallace film, Season of the Witch. Boom. And that John Carpenter's name was, at that point was becoming so big because of Halloween 78. Dude, that's all you had to do. You didn't need to label slap Halloween. Now, I'm not mad at it, but right. um, they didn't have to. At least I don't think so. Yeah, you know, actually, just think about that. If they, if they made just that subtle change, let's say, for example, going off of what Toxic said, you made Halloween 3, it's another Michael Myers film. But it's the conclusion and it becomes a trilogy. So it's one, two, and three. Then it concludes and that's done. And then Halloween 4 comes out. But even adding something just to the title of that film, like you said, John Carpenter presents this. Or even you can still even put Halloween on it. But you can put Halloween, an anthology series, or something to indicate what it's going to be about. Then maybe your audience would have a better understanding of the next direction you're going to. Because Halloween 3 would be the trilogy. And then Halloween, just kind of like it, thinking like today with, with Saw, with Spiral. Mm. You know, you have Spiral from the book of Saw. It's mm. just that title alone at oh. least tells me it's in, it's in the, the, it could be in that universe, but it's not Saw. It's something, you know, new. It could something like that. Just again, it, even a subtle change like that could probably go a long way. Huh. Hmm. I agree. I like that. Um, I like that a lot, actually. 
Peter Maltezos. Maltezos. Am I saying that right? Um, He said, if you continue with Michael, you have to add so much to the character. And if you add more than what they had, they'd screw they'd screw up the original intent of the character. I definitely do an anthology. Uh, Toxic Quentin felt like Halloween three was clickbait back in the day. (laughs) Joel, if they had advertised better than it was going to be a totally new thing, I would not have been so mad. I love the film. Now what we touched on earlier. Yep. Um, Jeremy Elliott. What's up, man? If you're going to make an anthology series, I would call it, insert title here, a Halloween story or something like that so people would know separate. Yeah, like what yeah see, that's story. brilliant. A Halloween story. There you go. Kind of like, kinda like uh, what Star Wars is doing, you know, um, Solo, Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Rogue Solo, One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, the little changes, guys, just little things yeah. like that. Little Jeremy, like Jeremy Elliott, by the way, thanks for coming and joining the, the, the stream, dude. That Michael Myers right there. It's going out to you tomorrow. Just letting you know. We talked about this before this, but well, that's know. Hillbilly Joe. That's not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hater. But uh, <laughs> no, no I, I agree with you guys. Like um, having like that little subtle change that and lets you know like, hey, this is set. In, well, this this is this is the thing. In 1982, that was like unheard of. Like no one would do that. That's like television series, you know. Uh, so do that into like the to into film would be so crazy and unheard of. People would be like, "That's a Halloween <laughs> film." So are you trying to tell me that Michael Myers isn't in this? Oh God! Like, uh, so it'd been ballsy. I mean, it was ballsy to to put the season of the witch in there, and not have Michael Myers to begin with, and, and label slap it Halloween. Um, I just don't think that. While John Carpenter did have a big name, I don't know if he had a, enough cred at that point to be able to pull something that incredibly ballsy. Had, had he done um, Escape from New York? I think he did Assault on Precinct 13, but did, yeah. did he do New York at that time yet? Or was he doing The Thing and all that? He was doing those around the same time, right? Yeah. The Thing so for he sure. Might, he might have. But I don't think those were, like, hugely successful until later anyway, right? We will find out right now. I feel like... Um, uh, Toxic says, guys, what would you say if Halloween 3 had Myers in it but killed him off halfway through the movie and changed it to anthology? Just just kidding, just kidding. Can't kill Michael, but what would you guys think? I think that would be horrible. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. Uh, I mean to be if you if 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 you killed off Michael Myers halfway through a movie, people would fucking crucify your movie. They wouldn't even fucking care that if you tried to change it to an anthology series after that. They wouldn't care. It would be dead in the water. Um, it, it, That's true. I guess it's kind of like killing uh, Jason in the first fucking ten minutes of Jason Goes to Hell. A lot of people hated that movie for that reason. Um, you know, like we touched on uh, in a different video. But yeah, if you were to kill him off, and I mean, you can't bring back Michael. He's not like Jason. They made Jason this demon, you know, that you can bring back and not die. Michael's an actual human, so you couldn't do that to him. So unless he's a, you know, unless that fan theory is true, he's a cyborg from uh, Silver Shamrock. 
<laughs> that makes sense. Oh, yeah. that, that old theory. If he just came out and said, oh, yeah, that was just a prequel, guys. Just kidding. Michael was actually one of the androids. And I, that would actually be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, Michael was in the movie. He was right there. Dick yeah, Warlock. he was there the whole time. Yeah, Dick Warlock. <laughs> Uh, Peter says, that, honestly, at this point, I do something I'm doing with my film. Start off fresh with a new story involving Michael. Give a new final girl and something the franchise hasn't done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I think you would have to do a, a different story. I, I, I think the Laurie Strode thing has been done to death. I love Laurie Strode as a character, but I mean, I think people want to see different different scenarios for Michael uh, play out. So, yeah. I I mean, and a reason why that would probably work too is because at the end of Halloween 2, basically Laurie Strode got her victory. You know, Michael comes out, he's burning, and then he finally falls defeated. That's it, you know. Laurie had actually won, so you could conclude it with her victory there. And then, you know, whatever you want to do, years later, something Michael comes back, but um, it involves the start of him going after someone completely different for whatever the reason you said it to be. But uh, I think that would, that would, uh, I think that would work. That would definitely work. Yeah. So I have a question for, for you two here, or um, in the audience can interact if they want to. So, do you think there's any other reason outside of Michael Myers not being in the film that people don't like Halloween 3? Um, no, I think that's the biggest... I think that's the biggest... Uh, cop-out excuse there is. Because if, if you're a horror fan... I mean, it could be creepy. It could creep you out and you don't like it for that reason. That's You know, that's fine. But I think... Um, I think the fact that Michael wasn't in it, I think, is a big gripe with a lot of people. And I think the reason that they got duped into going to see it and didn't get Michael is mm-hmm. why they hate it. But if they just watched it, they prob- most of them probably have because it has been getting a following from you know people who didn't give it the time of day back then. So they're like, okay, we'll go back and watch it. And it's actually a really good film. It, I mean... It's creepy. You got this weird, charming but creepy villain, kind of sleazeball, kind of questionable main hero protagonist. Um, and it does throw a curveball or two. So it is, it is a a very well-made uh, sci-fi horror film, and I think it's one of the best sci-fi horror films, and definitely a, um, a hidden gem. Or a diamond in the rough, I guess. Um, whatever you want to say. Um, it's definitely better than a lot of what came after it. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a great film. Really give it the time of day and really watch it. Don't think of it as a Halloween film, and it's a great fucking film. A couple parts are kind of cheesy. You got to remember, it's 1981, 1982. <laughs> But, I mean, that's what makes it so fucking likable. It, You know, that, I don't know. I, I just love it. Like, when the, what was her name, Marge? The first kill, or I think, she, 
Yeah, I think it was March. Not the first, yeah, not the first, but the first one at the motel. She's fucking with it, and it shoots mm. her in the mouth, and she's all like, <laughs> oh, I love those. Those you can totally tell they're they're fake and they're cheesy, and they you know that's the, that's the that's the charm. That's the that's the charm of it, and that's why I love it. And that it's a great story. So I would I would definitely uh, like I said welcome a sequel, hands down. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no question. I agree with Chad that number one, it's because Michael's not in it. That's why people don't like this film. That's why people discredit it. That's why people don't want to give it the time of day. No question. That's the number one reason. And again, it's already heard out the gate because it has the deceiving title of being a Halloween three. And, you know, us, you know, we're going to look into it before, you know, most likely before you watch it. But there's people out there that are not going to look into it and just look at that one title and be like, oh, you know, Halloween 3, the sequel to Halloween 2, Michael Myers, whatever, and watch it and be like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> so no question, it's because Michael is not in it. Um, you know, some of the stuff that I've looked into about it, some people, for whatever reason, had issues with uh, uh, some of the gross-out factors, you know, like we talked about with the insects and the snakes and stuff. Again, that's part of the what I was talking about with the change of the tone from uh, Halloween one and two, that's it, it played more in being trying to be scary. Uh, Halloween three doesn't really try to be scary per se. It's more of like these, these effects and the gross out stuff that they try to get you with. So uh, people apparently didn't like that. And one of the things I'd looked into too, apparently, and I, I don't even, you know, sorry about that. Um, I don't even remember it too much, but um, there was a love story apparently in that film. I must have yeah. missed it because I didn't really care, but um, some people think there's a unnecessary love story in the movie. <laughs> yeah, between he and uh, uh, the chick. Uh, the fuck's her name? Emmy? No. I don't remember her name either. It's played by Stacy Nelkin, and so her her dad is the one who went into the hospital and died. And then Which? while like Dr. Chalice has, I don't know if it's his wife or an ex-wife, but they have shared ex-wife. custody of the kids. Yeah. Um, he he just he just totally abandons his kids and and then goes to a hotel with this chick whose father has just died and he pretty much seduces her. Doesn't really know. He oh jeez, she's all young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ellie Ellie Grimbridge, thank you, Joe. Ellie. Ellie. Mm. Yes. Um. Yeah. It wasn't Emmy. Ellie. Ellie. Okay. What do you want to um, sleep tonight? That's a dumb question, yeah. Mr. Grimbridge. And. <sighs> Yeah, she. Uh, that was that was a little weird. Um, <clears throat> they did have a love thing going on, but that didn't last. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't effective because I don't even remember it. But apparently, for those who warm beans, do, they didn't like it. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's there. But if you care about it, it's easy to forget. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But it, I have a question for you guys in a minute. But go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. I'm I'm good. Okay, so he he bangs this chick, right? And um, she uh, by the end of the film. Okay, so sorry guys, if you have not seen this film, spoilers right here. So just let you know. At the end of the film, he rescues her, right? And she then is like one of them, and she tries to choke him out, and he has to kill her. So when she was taken to the the um, what was it? What is it? it was, uh, power not power plant, um, factory. Uh, did they convert her into one, or was she already one? Do you think? That's... Okay. 
I think she got turned into one. I like to hope so. I like to hope so too. That, that that's my understanding. Um, yeah, I, I I would like to think that they did change her. At what point do you think that they changed her? When they took her from the hotel. You think so? So she was up until that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, so. Is it a motel or hotel? I was get confused. Let's call it a motel. Who cares? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A place that had beds. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, that's the kind. I mean, I think they left that it kind of open ended on purpose to let the the audience kind of decide that. So I, yeah, I, I like to think she was a human until that. And her dad got one of the most brutal fucking kills. The fucking yeah, seriously. Oh, he like oh, pulled his fucking nose. Like, out and, he, and he starts like like moving it and shifting it. Uh, and then for those who haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's, oh. it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. And the music, yeah, I think John Carpenter did the soundtrack too, right? Didn't I think Joel or uh, Peter might have been one of them. Uh, yeah. Someone in here said. Uh, yeah, no, he did the score for the film. Thank yeah. God. Him, him and Howard, I think, right. uh, did. Yeah, and it's a great, it's a great soundtrack. I think Howard did. Let me double check that. Uh. Oops. <laughs> what the hell? What's up, warm beans? What's going on? Why? Uh, why? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Alan Howarth and John Carpenter did the score. I thought so, dude. Dude, that that was a really good score. Now, um, slightly off topic. So you know when you hear that, there's a certain music cue in there when you, when you, uh, what what are they called? Are they called cyborgs? Like robots? I don't know what they are. Factory workers? I don't know. But when you see them, there's a certain cue that goes off musically. Um, in Halloween: The Devil's Autumn, when uh, Adrian says, "Why didn't you die?" to me. That music he plays in because it's a it's a dream, uh, so I wanted to throw that kind of uh, thing like is he a robot? Ooh, fun fact for everybody. Fun fact: think. no one's ever asked yeah. that, or no one's ever noticed it. So that's cool. Hmm. Wow. There you go, Jimmy. I, putting in the I, little I, subtle stuff. Oh, there you go. I didn't notice that. Oh. Wow. Okay. Um. His name, reasonably yeah. warm beans. That's a it's a great name, bro. Reasonably warm beans. Yeah, that that is a great name. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of uh, of Colonel Cochran as a villain? Where does he rank with you guys? Did you guys like him? Did you guys not like him? How did you feel on him? Um, now, when you say rank, are we comparing him to any other particular villains, or just on a scale to one to ten? Oh, I mean, just do you, is he one of your top villains, or not so much? Do you like him, but just like not one of your top? I mean, I like him. In, I like him in this film. I wouldn't say he's one of my top villains. I think I, you know, he works for the film. You know, he's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. as far as you know, question. I, mean, I think he's just you know he works for the film. I don't know if I would rank him. Anywhere else, you know, especially comparing him to any 
other type of villains. He's just, you know, he works for the movie. I find I found him very creepy because he seemed like someone's nice old grandpa or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy bastard. Exactly. There's you nothing know, that bro. indicates he's a bad dude. Like other until like the finale when you find out what his real motive is. Other than that, he comes off really nice, really kind. Oh, we're gonna do this for this my number one customer and, and you know all these things. I don't think he says that, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, and then you realize like, oh shit, he's he wants to see the hills run red of all the children in, in the world's uh, all the blood of children, and he wants them all to die because they're little beggars. And it's just a, so so sick when you think about it, you know. Uh, he's a, he's isn't a he like villain. a? Isn't he like an ancient entity or something like that? I feel like Talk, he talking? maybe. I feel like he might have some sort of ancient ties to something. He was probably a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. He came to America, got regular size, and he tried to, you know, do this so he can kill the kids, and I don't know. Eat candy on Halloween. I don't know what the fuck. It's a fair doing. explanation to me. He just, he just went crazy. He went to space, leprechaun in space, and then he just, you know, came back and, I don't know, he was just fucking out there. I feel like he was just a rich old dude who heard about it and or came across it and was like, okay, I'm going to harvest this and take over the world by killing everyone's kids. I, I mean, that is interesting, though, so... His whole goal is to use these masks to wipe out all the children. It was it. I can't even remember. Was it ever established why it was children he was targeting? That's a great question because I don't like, think I ever noticed it. If they did, um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, and I ask that too because you know, for some films, I actually like when they don't give you the true motive behind why someone's doing something so again it leaves it to the you know the theater of the mind you're trying to figure out why would he want to do this i'm kind of getting the feeling that maybe that is because i'm trying to think i i don't know if there was ever a clear established motive why it was children who was the target audience for this i mean i mean of course it's easier because i mean they're using utilizing utilizing these masks and it's the children that are wearing the masks so okay maybe Maybe that's part of the motive, but it's just it's it's interesting how they're they are the the mass target. Absolutely, I think it was something along the lines of the fact that they go around house to house of begging for for things. Even though he talks about like it almost, if I remember correctly, he talks about some ancient history with it. But like I literally just a week ago watched the history of Halloween and and Samhain and everything, and it wasn't even until. The, maybe the 20s before that became like an actual thing so I don't know what he's talking about for centuries these kids going around begging for things yeah I, I I don't know it was it was still creepy everywhere you look at it oh it is but, dude yeah. like targeting yeah. children oh, it's fucking yeah, nuts. The, yeah how he plans to take the world over by killing all the kids I mean that yeah I like where you I mean I guess I kind of like where you're going, but you still have a lot more to worry about than just the kids. Yeah. But uh, um, Peter asks, what are all your rankings on the Halloween movies at the moment? Have your thoughts changed throughout the years? Um, I feel like that's maybe a topic for a different video, Mm -hmm. a little on down the road, something we can prepare for and actually do a list for you then. Um, I like that. It's a good question. 
a good to question. Be, to be continued, Peter. <clears throat> uh, Joel, he could shift on a dime from grandpa to a maniac. I agree. And he seemed <laughs> offended that Halloween turned into a holiday with little with littles begging for candy. <laughs> sure. uh, that's funny. A leprechaun with uh, with a toothache. Um, I like that. Uh, All that fucking candy corn. Dude, I used to love candy corn. What was the other one? Candy corn and the uh, the little pumpkins or whatever. Remember that? Yeah, I used to love. I'm actually candy. not a fan of candy corn. Yeah, well, you're it's good a stuff, bro. Weirdo. No, I'm good. Pass, I'll give it to yeah, Chad. They're fucking weirdos. So, yeah. No, I'll give it to Chad. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that that yeah, that we can definitely do that at a different time, Peter, for sure. Love the mask made a cameo. Love that yeah. the mask made a cameo at age 18. Me too. There, recently, I, I saw an image of James Jude Courtney dressed as Myers, and he's with the kids dressed as the, the pumpkin, the witch, and the skeleton, the skull. And uh, I want James to autograph that, because that's a badass picture. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh, they're probably not even going to have that now. Isn't that supposed to be going on right now? Monster Palooza? Yeah, that was supposed to be, I think, next week. And unfortunately, it's all canceled. So now they're, they're looking at Son of Monster Palooza, which is in Burbank in September. And if that's there, I'll be there. 100%. I wonder I wonder if there's going to be any restrictions with the reopening of shit after this COVID bullshit. Oh, yeah. Everything, um, yeah, because I was actually going to go, and I was going to try and get Joe to go, too. But, um, damn. Well, I'll have to try for a different, the different one, then, I guess, hopefully. September. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think you want world domination. You just wanted the hills to run red with blood of children. Exactly. That 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 in itself is a creepy fucking motive. A, a homicidal fucking grandpa wanting to kill all the grandkids. Uh H3 was also Dean Cundy's last Halloween film as DP. DP. Director of photographer? Or oh, director of photography. Dean Cundy did that one too? Yeah. Um, Dang, I didn't even know that. He's, dude, Dean, Cund- uh, Dean Cundy is a beast, dude. And he is such a kind man. Like, uh, I remember when I met him, He, he, he it was almost like, oh, you want my autograph? Oh, hey, let's talk about the movie real quick. You know, it's like, oh, dude, you're so fucking awesome. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. But Halloween 3, you know what's weird about Halloween 3, going back to it a little bit, is that Halloween 3, on my list, we were just talking, you were, someone just mentioned rankings a moment ago. If I were to put yeah. Halloween 3 on my ranking list, I will tell you right now, without going through any other films, it meets halfway, at least, from other films. And maybe more, Sometimes. Sometimes I'll rank it number four. Sometimes I'll rank it number five. You know, it depends how I feel on a certain day. I, I like really, it that much. I really don't like putting it on a Halloween rankings list, to be honest. Mm. Me personally, because it's not a Halloween film. So. I mean, it is a Halloween film, but it's not a Michael Myers Halloween it, film. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, like we said earlier, that's just Season of the Witch. I don't call it Halloween Season of the Witch. Right. But that's just me. So. Uh, but it is better than a lot of those movies. 
So for when we do the ranking, I will put it on on there. Um, yeah, you know, that's part of the injustice is that you're if you have to rank those films, you're putting it up against Michael Meyer led films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard for it to compete with those. Yeah, That's why it's just it's better if it's just pulled away and you look at it just by itself. Yeah, and you're and the, you're still gonna get the ones that say, "Oh, it's not a Michael Myers movie; it sucks ass." Well, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I didn't get it. Well, because you were watching it, but not really caring about it, so you didn't, really didn't pay attention to it. Probably, you just went through the motions of watching it and like, "Oh, that was a kind of a cool kill." But what's going on? If you just watch it, you know, and treat it like a a sci-fi horror movie, you know. It fucking stands up as one of the best. Very, very underrated. Exactly. What they, what people like that do is they, they watch the film. They already have a perception of the film that they're not going to like it. They're already t- telling themselves. They've convinced themselves already. I'm not going to like this film. So what's the point? But you know what? I'll throw it on real quick so I can judge it once, you know, by the time it ends. And uh, that's what all it's there for. You know, they, they, they don't go in trying to clear their head and be like, all right, Michael Myers is not in it. Fuck it. Let's just go with it. They, they already right. are like, fuck this film. Exactly. And it's unfortunate. Exactly. And, I mean, I know I kind of threw Jason Lives, or Jason Goes to Hell under the bus earlier about killing him off, but <clears throat> if you don't look at that as a Friday the 13th, though, which it's not, even though it says the final Friday, it's not really Friday the 13th, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's really not that bad of a creature feature, you know, because he does end up coming back. He's at the beginning and the end, but he's just not in the middle. But people don't like it because he wasn't in it through the entire thing. I can forgive it for what they tried to do, but it's not the best, you know. Because I'm, you know, in that regard, I am a Jason fan. I want to watch Jason. But with this film... I would say it's much, much better than fucking Jason Goes to Hell. So, you know, I, I hold this one as a different standard to the rest of the Halloween films. But, you know, I'll do it for the ranking. <laughs> Peter has a great question. I just saw that. The anthology question? Yeah, it's a great question. you were to continue the anthology, what type of story would you do? Ooh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I have this story that I, I really like that I've, I, I've told you about it before, Joe. I've had it ever since I worked at Fusion. You know, what, about the guy in the call center. And oh, you had a big, like, set piece, like a big, I, like, a backstory had, to that, too. Yeah, I had a pretty big story to that. And it unfolded, and the way it unfolded, it set up for, like, a whole fucking... See at least one sequel, but um, basically this guy, you know, regular dude, like one of us, we all worked at Fusion in this chat, I think, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but he, he's working nights, right? And he's, you know, your typical dude, you know, maybe drinks a lot, parties a lot, does his job, goes home, just drinks himself to sleep, smokes himself to sleep, whatever. He goes into work at the call center. He works nights, you know, so um, he's always got his headphones on or something. He's always checked out. Um, doesn't really care about his coworkers. Doesn't really have much coworkers because no one's really there at night. He and just maybe a f- few select others. 
and he's you know he's working and he he gets a weird couple calls you know about people just screaming and, and yelling and a uh, bunch of shit going off in the background right and a lot of them get disconnected calls keep coming and he's he's starting to worry a little bit he's looking around and some of his few co-workers that have you know been there with him are, are kind of kind of you know disappearing at, at kind of a slow but fast rate and uh or a good pace i would say and um you know he finally is like what the fuck and so he he's like okay lunchtime whatever and uh he goes outside and it's a fucking like zombie apocalypse and it's just fucking going crazy and he's just thrown into this shit with the rest of his coworkers and you know I'm not going to go too far in it but yeah something like that I think but I would make it very atmospheric and very uh creepy um something like that I don't know but it really wouldn't work as as an anthology because I would leave it open but I wouldn't leave it open I would have a clear cut start middle and then finish but uh that I, something like that <clears throat> So would 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 it, would it be taking place on Halloween where a guy has to work on Halloween, um, and then he has to like take a break or something, and then when he goes he goes out goes to take you know take a, his break he realizes that, um, some crazy shit's going down on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know, maybe all the little kids walking around in masks, the masks made them zombies, or they become, like the creature that they put that they're putting on, and they're just running around outside like just running amok. Mm. You know? tearing shit up and he just has to go out there and face down all these fantastical creatures and demons and monsters and shit. Um, and yeah, I mean, it would have to take place on Halloween. I don't think you can have a, a anthology Halloween series without it being on Halloween, you know? So, uh, I think for sure it'd have to be on Halloween. Definitely. But I would throw in some like, black fucking comedy humor in there too like (laughs) oh yeah so that would be mine joe you got one man got me on the spot here what type of story i'd have to think about no question though i'm into i would love to introduce some sort of creature i like monsters so Kind of in the same vein with Chad has, but I would try to try to find some way to introduce some sort of uh, some sort of monster that comes out on Halloween, only on Halloween. You know, I like the film Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little that little with the pumpkin and everything, something like yeah. that. Just just this this you know yeah. this creature that only appears on Halloween. That's that's what the type of story I would try to create. I'd have to think about it, but something along those lines. That's hard, man. It's 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 really hard, um, because you you want you want to tie the Halloween feeling in there. You want to make it feel like it could be not not when I when I when I say this, not a Halloween film like a Halloween Michael Myers film or a season of the witch film, but a film that feels very much like the fall. It has an autumn vibe to it. It feels cold. You can just feel the atmosphere as you're watching it. You can almost just feel the chills in the air, and. I would want something that feels very fall and and um but what I don't know I would I would want something you know, like the the zombie idea it's a great idea something monster it would be something different you know 
Um, you got me on this question, dude, and I'm, now I'm gonna be thinking about this shit for days, bro. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make a video on it and be like, hey, this is what I do. No, uh, honestly, I don't know what I would do because it's I. If I'm not gonna bring back Michael Myers, if I'm not gonna do a sequel to Season of the Witch, and I'm gonna create a brand new story that takes place on Halloween, I mean, Stranger Things did a pretty good idea in season two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Alien invasion. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing. Like the what was it? What was that? Those movies called uh, Freak Show or um... Creep Show? Creep Show. What if you you know do a movie with like different short stories in it? Mm-hmm. I would maybe do something like that and maybe make that idea I had earlier as one of the little stories because there's a lot I would cut out, but a lot you can still make creepy and scary and shit but yeah maybe have like i don't know maybe have michael as a background character in all of them like interconnect him somehow some way i don't know i don't know how i'd do that with that idea but um maybe have him playing on a a, you know the commercial thing or something for that one and then um you know, have him maybe walking in the background or something, or maybe he's a, a part character, you know, I don't know. Um, but I would also like to do, like if I got the chance to do a, a sequel, maybe like an anthology film with like short little stories, but of other people's point of views. Mm. Like... You know, characters we really, really like. Like, maybe we get a point of view from, you know, let's just say, let's just say the new timeline. We get a point of view from Karen. We get a point of view from Allison. We get a point of view from, you know, I don't know, fucking Tommy Doyle or something. Or, you know, classic characters. I don't know. Like, maybe characters from the very first movie, 78 original. You know, Annie Brackett. Or, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe alternate timelines and scenarios that play out. Maybe Annie Brackett was the survivor, you know, a bunch of what ifs. What if Annie Brackett was a survivor and Lori died or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, something like that. Maybe I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like creep show, trick or treat kind of things like that where it's, it's, well, I mean, I don't know about the, the same same situation with different point of views, but uh, different stories within one feature film. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, I would thinking about it a little bit more. I, I definitely would probably have it at least the setting of it, or the universe is still within Haddonfield. So ha- the what happened in Haddonfield still exists, but it's it's in that that universe. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in Haddonfield, but. Kind of like what they're doing now with the spiral taking place somewhere else. Um, I would do that to where you know that still exists somewhere in that realm, um, but it it's regarding like again. I would introduce like a new creature or something like that. But I think it, I, I for whatever reason I really really like keeping still that uh, not just what Jimmy had said about having you know it being Halloween and the in the vein of that. But I think using Haddonfield or anything of that sort as you know what had taken place prior not necessarily having to take place there I think is a a good way to keep going forward 
Yeah. And about the trick-or-treat movie, that would be really cool. Like, if I was doing the trick-or-treat movie as a part of the anthology, I would have something like, you know, you see the little fucker, like, walking down <laughs> a, you know, uh, uh, driveway after doing what he, after killing somebody or something in the house. He's walking out, you know, he's, you know, doing his little thing, got his little shit going down the walkway. And you just see him walking, he's, you know, keeps going, he's almost to the street, and here comes Michael, just walking by, and he keeps going. And the little guy, you know, looks at him, and he, you know, does a little thing, he goes this way, you know, and it just follows him. And so Michael's like, you know, he's continuing his shit, he keeps going, and this little kid, you know, he's doing his little thing. Like, that'd be a cool little cameo for Michael. You know, like, just a little quick, you know, walkthrough cameo, and then the next little short story, have him, you know, seen a little bit more and like so forth and so forth as the stories progress and then you know maybe have him as like the main in the final story or something i don't know so like multiple events happen happening simultaneously in the same city yeah yeah but yeah something like that mm-hmm you know what film i like that's not necessarily a horror film but i like the how it brings together yeah you know, multiple monsters and stuff, and it is is the Goosebumps movie. So the Goosebumps movie is regarding R.L. Stein and um, the monsters are basically his creature, but they, they've all been contained in books. They've been contained in stories. So what if Halloween has basically been written by somebody and it's it's actually within a story and then, you know, it's part of a whole line of other stories created by this one mastermind type person. I don't know, something like that. I always like the way Goosebumps, you know, at Arlstein. Basically, he's this this mastermind creator of all these monsters, but they're within storybooks. Mm-hmm. And then the storybooks, they, they, they find a way to come out of the books. I just, I always thought that. That's, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys here. seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I did, actually. I've seen that. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was okay. You know, but I, I like the idea, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, Peter says, imagine a movie about following Billy and Stu through their plans and murders talking about the screen films, but oh, Billy and different, Stu. different point of view. That would be, well, you would have to include yeah. Roman. Yeah. Well, well, at some point at least. Yeah, maybe as like a quick cameo or something like someone who keeps calling, you know, uh, Billy or something or I don't know. Because I feel like Roman was kind of a very weak. Uh, I, I I like that, but I I still think like that was kind of. If they gave it a little bit more thought, I think it would have been better, but it, it feels like that was kind of a rushed thing. Yeah. It was, I mean, that's the vibe I got. Like, I don't think he was supposed to be the original killer by any means. I think he was probably supposed to die early on in the film, but they made that change, and I don't know. Um, I like it for what it is, obviously. Yeah. But um, it just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's he's definitely not the most popular ghost face. 
So you'd have to be careful with him, I feel. Mm-hmm. It would be useless film, but still interesting. Yeah, it definitely it would be interesting. I like the whole Stu and Billy dynamic. <laughs> yeah, you fucking hit me with the phone, dick. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and daddy are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I fucking love Matthew Lillard. He's so great. Oh, so great. I fucking love Matthew Lillard. God. Um, somebody tag Matthew Lillard. Tell him to do this show. We would love to have him on. I'd probably just stare at him. <laughs> Probably wouldn't even ask him any questions. Be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing Scream and 13 Goes. And, Sco- and Shaggy. Peer pressure. Yeah, I'm, I'm far too sensitive. I'm far too sensitive. <laughs> no, it's We're- funny, Chad, that up because we always quote that all the time. Is <laughs> When he throws the phone at him, and I could have sworn I read somewhere, too. Like, that was actually not even scripted. No. When he, he throws it at him, that just it was perfect. But yeah. just that part is hilarious. Fucking hit me with the phone, dick. God, <laughs> so good. Yeah. That, one of the best scenes. I don't think, yeah, he wasn't supposed to hit him with the phone. And I think he felt really bad afterwards. But he, he fucking went with it. He played Great. it so well. Yeah. He definitely got to do that. You you gotta, we got to do a scream. Huh? We gotta do a scream one. Actually, this was supposed to be scream. This was supposed to be scream. I still, I was there. I paid my bill yesterday, Joe. I'm sorry I didn't drop off the movie to you. My fault, but yeah, I'm holding it back. I need to see Scream Four. Yeah, you do. You're holding a lot of it. I know. Well, I'm gonna brush up on H2O probably tonight. I'm gonna buy you it for your birthday. I'm gonna buy it for you for your birthday. I have it on DVD. I have it on DVD. I just haven't watched it. I'm doing Joe. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have order from Amazon, have it sent to his house for his birthday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because uh, the only reason I saw Halloween 2018 is because I borrowed it from Jimmy. <laughs> he actually said, "Okay, here it is. Go watch it." So he's been yeah, he's been late to the party as of late. Just just a little. Just a tad. But I mean, if it's fucking Resident Evil, he won't shut yeah, him up. Step. Dude, you're, if we do a Resident Evil video i swear you guys would be the only ones talking because honestly i like the first two and i can care fuck less about the the rest of them i don't i don't blame talk about the first three but everything as far as that i don't know if we could do a whole video about the films because most of them are shit we'd only want to talk about the first two anyways would we include that into the history of the zombie no because i feel like that would need its own video I felt Resident Evil would need its own shit show. Hmm. I mean, we can touch a little bit on it because, yes. of course, it, it is part of the zombie genre. Well, yeah, we can say where this was the low point of the zombie craze. <laughs> That's the low point. Fuck. I take that back. I, I really enjoyed the first two films for sure, and the third one is enjoyable, but everything after that is just... But, Isn't uh, like Warm Bodies the the um the low point of a zombie film? Oh man, I watched Warm Bodies when it came out. I don't yeah. like that movie. You don't like that movie? I, I don't like that movie. I just I can't sit through it. It's a weird it's a weird movie. Um 
All right, Peter. Have a good night, man. Have a good um, night. Uh, my wife actually likes that movie. She has it on DVD, but I, we I don't watch it. <laughs> I saw too. Um, I think it was called like Patient Zero or something like that. Mm. I think was Stanley Tucci. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was on. Uh, it was on the other day, and it, it was already like halfway through the film. But I started watching. I was like, this is actually not bad. I actually got kind of got hooked. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it. Yeah, I heard that, it you should watch that, and that's something we should. That's a film we can put in there too. That's something to talk about. Okay, for sure. You remember that horrible movie, uh, Street Zombies, that your dad Probably. rented for us to watch that one time, and it was so fucking bad. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of really bad zombie films, especially oh a lot God. of bad independent zombie films. <laughs> They're so easy to make, though. I mean, you could probably make a ton of them super fucking easy, super fucking cheap, and, you know, just use random shit as blood and guts, and you'll be fine. But definitely we'll be touching up on all the zombie history. There's a lot to dive in there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a real fun one. I talked to Lonnie about it, and uh, he... He was talking. He was talking about like zombies even before it was cinema. He was going into like what zombies really were and what and what they were uh, actually treated as. He was going like, dude, I was like, fuck, man, we got an encyclopedia over here, uh, and yeah. we haven't. Uh, I haven't brushed up on um, the history. Like, I know the history, but like, I feel like that stream. I want to go into detail. I want to dive deep into some shit. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. Um, in regards to Halloween 3, I feel like we touched up on everything in this film. You know, it came out in 1982, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. It has a cult following today. was universally panned back in the day because it didn't include Michael Myers, which is why they brought Michael Myers back in 1988's Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And, um, you know, we touched up on Cochrane, Dr. Chalice, in his weird fucking ways. Uh, Dick Warlock was in the film. He played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I used a little music cues from Halloween 3 in the fan film, Halloween the Devil's Autumn. We touched up a little bit on that briefly. Um, is there anything else we have not touched up on in the stream about that film? We, it sounds like we all, all three of us really like this film and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, Absolutely. Like uh, what we did with um, Lonnie on, you know, Freddy's Nightmare. That's another one that gets a lot of shit, um, you know, similar to this one. And it's, you know, just as good and is now developing that, I think, that cult following. I think more and more people like it now than they obviously did back then. Yeah. And, I mean, they should. It's, a, it's I mean, it's not that bad. If you can get past all that stuff, I mean, it's, it shouldn't bother you anyway. But, you know, um yeah, I mean, it, they're very enjoyable. Like, Give them another watch. Give them another chance. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely go in there with an open mind and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And that goes for, like, uh, New Beginning uh, Friday, too. Kind of the same exactly. thing going on. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I, I love Part 5, but 
Um, so it looks like we are now heading into about an hour, and almost an hour and a half into this. So we've uh, talked about Halloween three for the most part. It's a fun movie. It's a cool movie. It's a different movie. It's a it's it's, it's definitely different for its time, and, and especially considering it's a follow up to Halloween two in a sense. It's in the same universe because we we know that because of it being played in the bar and in or at the factory. Uh, but with that being said, we've been doing this for about an hour and a half. It looks like we're about to put this to a close. We have six people in here still, but I want to say thank you all for coming out and watching. Uh, it's 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 pretty late here uh, on the you know, East Coast. It's uh, 3.07 right now, so... Uh, you know, lots of, a lot of fun. I had, I had a great time. It was a great time talking about the film that I really, really like. Um, the audio version will be on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Anchor, and all major podcast platforms for you to listen whenever you get the chance if you do not watch the video version, if you can sit around and listen to us the entire time. So, uh, Any final words from you guys before we put this to a, a close? No, uh, stay tuned for Saturday or Sunday night. We'll have Braden Timmons. Um, hopefully, that's the plan. Um, yes. But yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully, you know, we'll see you there. Again, go watch this movie. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Watch the movie. Well, this has been episode. What is this? Eight? Uh, Seven? Eight? <laughs> I don't know. It all depends if if you count if you count the live stream from the from the other day uh, uh, an episode that that this would be uh, eight. But thanks for watching Generation Horror. What's that? We can call it seven. It's up to you. Yeah. Night, Joel. Have it going, man. We'll just uh, we'll we'll stop putting numbers out there. We'll just just thanks for watching Generation Horror, guys. You have a wonderful night. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, they're all gonna blend. Everybody. They're all gonna fucking blend. (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys, take care. Have a good one. Ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween! 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 Happy, happy Halloween!